Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Yeah, here I am, and there you are, and thank you for being there. This is the Food Show. We're into the third course. This is the entree course. We'd love to hear from you about where you've been eating, where you're thinking of eating, what you used to eat but you can't find anymore, uh, or anything else on your mind. Uh, some of the things that we have been uh, playing around with, well, I'll get to them in a minute. But uh, let's see, Tim is on hold, I think. Tim, are you still there? <coughs> yeah, Tom, uh, tell me on the North Shore of Mandeville, uh, who, what you recommend for uh, fish dishes? Uh, who who would you recommend? Uh, speckled trout, uh, redfish, flounder, drum, yeah. or something like that in a particular restaurant? Well, uh, I I better say on the front end that that flounder, uh, that uh, Speckled trout is really a hard fish to come by. I know it's anybody who goes fishing will say, well, what the heck? You know, you can walk on the fish and you can bring home your full allotment of 25 per person per day. Uh, But the commercial side of the fishery uh, lets very, very little in, and it's unlikely that you're going to get it unless it's being brought in from North Carolina or Virginia. That's where it comes from uh, these days. Yeah, that's a shame. Yeah, it really is a shame. Are you talking about buying the fish to take it home and cook it or to go out to a restaurant? No, no, no. Uh, restaurants on the, on the North Shore. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, the place we were talking about just a few minutes ago, Gallagher's Grill, he has three of them. One oh, yeah. of them is in Covington, one's in Mandeville, and he's only recently, about two months ago, opened up another one in Slidell, which was very welcome there because they didn't have enough restaurants, and that's a good one. And he has probably more steaks than anything else on the menu, but his seafood is really good. He always has pompano. Every time I go, I don't know where he gets it sometimes a year, but he he almost always has pompano, which is a great fish, and uh, lots of other things. They do uh, some great oysters baked on the half shell uh, that are totally unlike anything else you've ever had, and I love stuff like that. So uh, that's, that's one. Uh, another one I think is really good that might not come to your mind is – out in Madisonville, uh, Impostados that has, you know, its main restaurant is in Metairie, but they have one in Madisonville. It's called uh, uh, Impostado Cellar is the name of it, C-E-L-L-A-R. And uh, he, uh, they have a lot of seafood there. Uh, the one I like best is wh- whatever whitefish is, they have the, uh, you know, of course, the redfish, the uh, pompano. Uh, trout if they can get their hands on it, and a couple of others, redfish and uh, 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 black drum. Anyway, they have a lot of good fish there, and they make it with a sauce that has mushrooms and artichokes and kind of a butter sauce. They also make another version of it with crab meat and shrimp piled up about a a foot high, it seems like. And soft-shell crabs most of the time, even this time of year when really soft-shells haven't really gotten gone yet, but he always seems to get them. I don't know where he gets them. They're still alive, too. So uh, those are some of the few. There are quite a few good uh, places uh, 
uh, doing seafood. You, you mentioned Gallagher. I remember yeah. I was in college at the time and they had a little golf course. His first restaurant, if I remember right, was out at Folsom. Do you remember yeah. that? I and, sure do. You and yeah. It was called the, uh, the uh, it was a reference to horse racing. Um, That's right. I can't think of it. Yeah, it'll come to me in a second. But then I think he went to Natchez, Mississippi for for a while, way back in the 80s or late 70s, uh, and then that, came back to the area. But uh, I, I know he did leave for a little while, uh, but he has had a number of restaurants over the years, and they're all good. I've never had anything bad from his his hand ever. So well, well I appreciate I appreciate it. What yeah. is your num- phone number for your week show? And do you still have to have a specialized radio or something? Well, uh, you do unless you have a computer or a uh, or a smartphone. All of that uh, on a smartphone, you can just get it going within seconds of starting it out. Uh, but I'm on. Hey. From three till five on 105.3 FM, which is the you know the main FM for WWL, 105.3 FM HD two. And if you can, can call in get, uh, the, yeah, you can you can call in, uh, but to get on the air you have to to uh, if you don't have uh, an HD radio, you can again I tell you just go online to. Uh, WWL.com, and a, a couple of clicks after you get there, you will find uh, that that frequency, too. You'll find my show uh, going on every day. Okay. Yeah. All right. Thank you. It's the food show. Nice to be here with you talking about food and restaurants and stuff. We were talking about, uh, just briefly, about the grill. And I'm holding their menu in my hand. The grill uh, has, you know, it's hard to say they've become famous for something because they've become famous for just about everything on their menu. A lot of the fame goes back to the days of the Camellia Grill. And if you remember that, I'm sure you remember it fondly. I know I do. I started, oh, gosh, when I first started eating out in restaurants, that's one of the restaurants I went to, and I still do. And they have a great hamburger, just right off the bat. That's always been one of their great specialties, and that's also true of the grill. But beyond that, sandwiches, and they've got cold sandwiches. They have hot sandwiches. They have what they call signature sandwiches. I'll give you an example of that. They have one that they call the Grill Club. It's made with turkey, bacon, lettuce, tomatoes, mayonnaise, toasted white bread, or you can get it fancied up a little bit with what they call the grill special, turkey, ham, Swiss cheese, coleslaw, Thousand Island dressing on rye. So a lot of those kinds of things. Poor boy sandwiches, all the classics, roast beef and fried catfish and fried shrimp and all of that. And then uh, dinner plates, all sorts of things, uh, a nice pork chop, grilled chicken breast, uh, fried catfish platter. You know, the, the New Orleans kind of uh, food uh, heading in every direction at the same time. Some good soups, some great salads, and all of this comes to you from a restaurant called, simply enough, just The Grill. They're on Veterans Highway, right before you get to Causeway Boulevard. They're right on Veterans on the lakeside, and uh, it's in that new shopping center that recently was built about a block and a half from uh, that intersection. And it's right next door to Trader Joe's, so you've got that as some uh, homing in on. 
and the prices are affordable. It's very kid-friendly, so you can bring the whole gang with you. The name of it is just simply The Grill, G-R-I-L-L-E. I don't know what the E is there for either. 260-1870. Call right now, and you'll get right in. Uh, some of the things that have come up today, today is the birthday of Al Copeland. Al Copeland is the man who created Popeye's Fried Chicken as we know it. He also started a chain of upscale, bistro-style restaurants doing really distinctive New Orleans and Cajun country food uh, from the get-go. And I can speak with some authority on that because I was there on the night before they opened. I had dinner there. And I remember thinking, this is brilliant. This is going to revolutionize dining in New Orleans. It did for a long time. Uh, then they went kind of chain on me. But uh, that's, you know, that was inevitable almost, I guess. But uh, anyway, today would be the birthday, and I guess it still is, the birthday of uh, Al Copeland. And uh, this was a, a, a brilliant man. He had an unerring palate. He would taste things, and he would know right off the bat whether people would get a, a charge out of it or whether they, it would just be a waste of time. He never put any junk on the menu. It was always good stuff. He always worked with fresh product and uh, all the all the cooking right there in the house, for the most part anyway. And he passed away, strangely enough. I mean, it's so ironic. Uh, he had a, uh, a disease uh, that affected him in his uh, salivary glands. Of all things, the thing that made him taste—he he was so—he was known as a man with a with an unerring taste. He he always knew what he was tasting and and whether it would be good or not. Anyway, I know I miss him. He was a controversial kind of guy. He uh, used to get two kind of people come over to his house every Christmas season. There were the people who just loved all the things that they did. And then there were the people who couldn't stand all the traffic it brought to the neighborhood. That went on for years and years and years, and he seemed to get around it. He used to invite me every year. I was happy about that. 260-6368. Oh, excuse me, wrong phone number. You scratch that off. I do that at least once during every show. I don't do it on purpose. Russell is joining us over here on the yellow phone. Russell. Hey, man. How you doing? Wow, you, you get to go to Al Copeland for Christmas? That was way cool. Yeah, I thought so. He had a nice spread of food out and a lot of good wines. He was a he really knew his wines. Really? Wow. Oh, yeah. 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 Well, he that's, might have, that's uh, one of the bonuses of working in this media business. My favorite was uh, having uh, dinner once with Ella Fitzgerald. That was a th- no way. Uh, way. That is badass. Wow. <laughs> now wait a minute. Hold it. Don't get that excited. Yeah. Steve, welcome to the food show. How you Steve, doing? Are you there? I'm good. Yeah, I'm right Come here. On in. Yeah, here we are. Can you hear me? I hear you perfectly. What's hey, up? Hey, let me ask you something, Mod. Do you ever go like through a wine list or with the drink with some of the recipes and some of the uh, some of the meals that you have at some of these restaurants? Uh, or, or you're not not much of a drinker? I didn't know. I was just curious yeah. if you. Could, I'm, I'm not as much of a drinker as I used to be, uh, and it's not for the usual reason, but it's just, you know, age has gotten me in a few ways, and one of them is that I'm, I'm more subject to alcohol than I ever have been, not enough that I don't drink 
wine and, and a cocktail now and then, uh, but it's not what it used to be. And the, uh, the, the thing about wine, I'm telling you, after going to hundreds of wine tastings, I'm not, not kidding, uh, in my life, and also going to all the winemaking areas of the world, uh, I've, I've been all through France and, and uh, Italy, and especially in Italy, and then California like crazy. And what I can't come to is this fact that I personally believe is right. That is that all wines go with all foods. And there are so few exceptions to that, I don't even think they're worth talking about. But the only thing I can think of is that you wouldn't want to have a big, big, nice, dark color Cabernet Sauvignon and serve it with, uh, say, bread pudding. You, you wouldn't want to do that. But uh, I think wines go with food, period. Uh, you're in business. It's sure a hell of a lot better than no food or no wine. Sure. I was just curious. Yeah. I was just curious if you would make a suggestion. That way people could learn or I could learn. Well, you can what learn. Good with here, what? Here's, here's the good news about this. Uh, over the last, say, 20 years or so, there's always in good restaurants that have the kind of wines that I think you're talking about, the, the ones that are just beyond your everyday kind of thing, just about every restaurant that, that has that stock of wine will have somebody who is in charge of buying it and, and, and knowing about it. And if you ask them, listen, I'm going to have the sweet breads and then I'm going to have the pork chop. Tell sure, me a right. wine that I sh- can do this. And they genuinely know what they're talking about, and they give you good advice. Right. That's that's what I do. Sure. I, right. I always just tell the waiter, you know, bring me bring me something that's going to go with this pork here. Right. And something they, comparable, yeah. 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 Commander's Palace has an exceptionally good system like that. And uh, also I would say Arno's and... Uh, and uh, the the Windsor Court, the Windsor Court has a really good and and Emer- all of uh, all of Emerald's restaurants and all of John Besh's restaurants that have wine. Uh, that's gr- all of those great places for wine. All right, it's the Food Show. We'll come back with more of it in a moment. After first, if you will, this. Hi, it's the Food Show. Gosh, we've had a busy show today in covering a million products and a million uh, concepts and a, a million subjects. And Doug is waiting for us over here on the blue phone. Doug. Hey, Mr. Tom, how are you? Oh, just make me just plain old Tom. It's, it's been several years since I called you, and I just I caught you today. I don't I don't normally hear you on a, the HD station. I just wanted to call you and ask you what a truffles smell like and get you to laugh a little bit. <laughs> if you if you really want to know the answer to that, go talk to Chef Andrea, and he'll tell you. <laughs> all right, uh, Mr. Tom, good talking what to you. Else you good got? That's it? That's all I'm getting out of you? Oh, well. Uh, then we move ahead uh, over to, let's see, who's, who's hanging on? It's Bill, I think. Bill, welcome to the food show. Hey, Tom. Enjoy the dick and batter of your show. I'm from Thank Franklin, you. but I catch you in New Orleans when I'm here. Right now, we're leaving. Yeah. Uh, back in the day, I'm going to talk about eating cheap. I went to Loyola in the 60s. Mm-hmm. And my two favorite cheap places were Jim's Chicken on Carrollton. Yeah, everybody loved that. Wings, yeah, box of wings for almost nothing because wings weren't even popular back then. Yeah. And the other one was Victoria Station that would buy the bones. Oh, no not. kidding! 
Yeah. Wow, that, that's we pretty good. their prime rib. They'd sell us a whole mm-hmm. box of bones with plenty of meat on them for almost nothing. Yeah, so, this was uh, a place, for those who might not remember it, it was on Iberville Street in where, well, well it was in the French Quarter, really, but pretty yeah, close to Pile Street. And they uh, they had a, a, an old railroad boxcar. Uh, parked yep, right in front it, of the building, and that's where all their uh, that's where all their tables were. <laughs> it was a, <laughs> what a amazing what a idea. <laughs> Would you believe that they they are still in business in in one other place in the country right now? I can't remember where really? they still are around. Yeah, you're kidding. No, what I'm not kidding. Time. That was fifty something years ago. What time? Let me get off this yeah. phone. Thanks right, thank listening. you. Get off. All I've right, been bye-bye. waiting for you to get off. Uh, no, I haven't. I, let's see. Uh, Leona, I think, is next. Leona? Oh, gone? Okay, well. It's the Food Show. We'd love to hear from you. Our number is 260-1870. 260-1870. Call right now, and you'll get right in for the change. We've been very busy the whole day. So, uh, Our program today is sponsored by Maurice's French Bakery. Jean-Luc Albin is a chef, used to be a big-time chef He uh, over at the uh, Roosevelt Hotel, in fact. And, you know, for a place that did as much uh, fine dining as they did for a long time, I mean, he was to, to say that he was the boss of all that, that's saying something. Well, at some point he had his fill of it, and then he uh, bought a long-running bakery in Metairie, Changed the name to Maurice's Bakery. There was a Maurice, and every time I see him, I ask, okay, but tell me again who's Maurice. I I don't remember. What I do know, and I don't have to remember this, I just have to go over to the bakery. It's on Hesmer, uh, about a block and a half toward the lake from, well, you know where Ruth's Chris Steak is? Just head, head toward the lake, and you'll see it. They make... Every kind of pastry you can possibly imagine, all the French stuff, all the very elegant presentations, even if you want a wedding cake done in a, in a way that's so alarmingly creative that uh, everybody gets jealous about it. Uh, but beyond that, this time of year, king cake season, they'll make you a really great traditional New Orleans king cake, just like you like it. Uh, they will do it stuffed with this or that, but you don't have to get that. They also have uh, a lot of new style king cakes that are topped with a lot of fresh strawberries and another one that does it with pecans and a few other ideas. And you might say, well, wait, that's not really a king cake. Maybe not, but if you ate one of those, you would want to eat another one at some point. Anyway, this is Maurice's French Bakery on Hesmer, just uh, north of Ruth's Chris Steakhouse, and you'll find it easily enough. Great, great, great pastries of all kind, but their king cakes are in a class by themselves. Uh, time for a news update, and then we'll come back with more of the Food Show. You can call me, 260-1870. This is the Food Show. I'm Tom Fitzmorris. Uh, Ed is joining us over here on the Blue Phone. Yeah, how Ed. you doing, sir? In this doing dessert great. hour? <laughs> yeah, sure. Not why not? Let's uh, let's have some baked Alaska and then have some bread pudding. Okay, I'm going to bring up a retro candy for you. Yeah. You're the same age as me. Uh, yeah. I've been collecting old comic books from the late '50s and early '60s, and yeah. you see the ad for Tootsie Roll pops in every damn one of the things. You know, when comic books for ten mm. cents. 
Yeah. And I said, well, you know, I haven't had a Tootsie Roll pop in years, you know, and I got them. Oh. And I said, you know, these things are really good. I mean, for a cheap candy, I like them, okay? Yeah, oh, uh, yeah, they're still very available. They sell the daylights out of them for uh, Halloween. Now, let me ask you this. Do you know there yeah. are six official flavors? you know what the six flavors are? Uh, let's see. The first one is garlic sardine. No, And no. the second <laughs> one is blueberry. And then nope. watermelon, and then uh, nope. oysters. And <laughs> no, I don't know nope. what are they. What are the official uh, flavors of officially chocolate, chocolate, cherry, yeah. cherry, orange, orange, grape. yeah, yeah, grape. grape. And less common is raspberry grape. and grape. lemon. I didn't know there was a lemon. Lemon. Hmm. Really, lemon. Yeah, I don't know if I've yeah. Well, they're not very, I got a bag, you know, an assorted bag, you know, and I said, well, there's one or two lemon in it, plenty of chocolates and all that, uh, and very few uh, raspberries. And the interesting thing is, and we could check on this for next week, they're coming out with new flavors. Oh, no kidding. And to me, the recommended new flavors I would pick, I mean, if I've had to pick three, would be pineapple, strawberry, and coffee, okay? Mm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. It kind of, you know, like you think of a fondue, a chocolate fondue, you try to think what goes with a chocolate fondue. Hmm. And to close <laughs> up on desserts, I'm going to tell you what my favorite one from Antoine's is. Yeah. Okay? Tell me. The meringue cup with orange sherbet and a picture of that good dark chocolate sauce all over it. Oh, no kidding. Uh, yeah, an orange, stick, orange sickle dipped in chocolate. That is fantastic. That, that is something. I, I don't think I've ever had that there, but I'm going there this week because it's my birthday, and I always go to Antoine's on my birthday, and I'll have one of those uh, from your suggestion. Thank you. And besides that, the uh, the new chef, uh-oh, what happened? Oh, yeah, the uh, new chef at Antoine's, they do have a new chef after a, a long time. Uh, they will be uh, on my radio show on uh, 105.3 FM HD2 on Tuesday. And uh, get a chance to meet him and find out what he's going to do. I hear he's going to add a few new dishes, so that's good. Let me give you one final recommendation. My, uh, my right. mother passed away a long time ago for her 80th birthday. I took her to Antoine's. Yeah. We had the oysters a la foge, that yeah. salad with the artichoke and anchovies they don't make anymore. Yeah. And then we had uh, the baked Alaska with a pitcher of chocolate sauce all over it for two people. Uh-huh. We were sick as dogs. <laughs> <laughs> well, from eating too much, no doubt, right? But for an 80-year-old woman, she ate a third of the damn thing. Oh, well, uh, that's the way it goes. Yeah. Well, all right. Well, thank you. It's the food show. Bobby is over here on the green show, uh, green uh, green phone. Bobby, you there? Yeah, I'm here. Come on in. Hello? Welcome. Hi, I yeah. can hear you perfectly. Go ahead. Okay, great, great, great. Um, I just wanted to mention you were talking about the Creole tomato uh, earlier on you know Florida about this? Street. Oh, man, absolutely. I deliver for Menu Express, and we uh -huh. go there all the time, and the the one that we mostly bring out is the hamburgers and the po'boys. Now, wait, so, uh, where where is this? I, we were unable to nail it down. Where is it exactly? It's, it's on um, – uh, it's Caddy Corner to uh, Ruby's Roadhouse. Oh, you know okay. That, so that? this is this is down in in old part of Mandeville. Yeah, heading towards yeah. Uh, heading towards uh, Lacombe. Uh, yeah. Uh, okay. Area. Yeah. All but, right. Now um, I know. 
Yeah. Yeah. Now and knowing is half the battle. Look, I just uh, also wanted to let you know that uh, my favorite for a pole boy is over at Casino's Italian Grill, and my favorite pole boy is the ham and cheese uh, pole boy over there, fully dressed, and I add bacon. Yeah. No, wait. Run that by me again because your your phone went out for a minute. Uh, what what is your favorite pole boy? Uh, the ham and cheese. No, it's it started being bad again. Oh well. Uh, call us back if you want to finish that off. I never did hear every, all of it. Uh, 260-1870 is our number. Uh, and uh, we have another, oh, what do we have here, 20-something minutes. We have plenty of time to do a whole bunch of other things. Today is, I was hoping to get at least one comment from somebody on the subject of uh, Al Copeland, who created Popeye's Fried Chicken. He created a chain of restaurants bearing his name. That really was a, a game changer in its day, which would have been most of the 1980s. Anyway, he passed away quite some time ago, but today is his birthday, so I thought we would uh, bring that up uh, just to maybe get a little appreciation from people on the things that he did. Uh, while at the same time noting that it is a, uh, a Groundhog Day, and no, I don't know what that tastes like, but I'm sure somebody used to eat them. They are fat enough that you might want to. I, I had no idea. I thought they would be about the size of squirrels, but they're not. They're, they're quite a bit bigger than that. They're like about the same size as my, my bigger cats. Uh, I have a cat who weighs, I don't know, I figure at least 25 pounds. <laughs> it's just really ridiculous. He's, uh, anyway, but uh, they're pretty big. And I hear that uh, the official uh, groundhog uh, did not see his shadow today, and so there's going to be another 16 weeks of winter. But the truth is that we were going to have 16, six, excuse me, six more weeks of winter, no matter what the groundhog said or whether he even showed up. So uh, that's so much for that. We ought to have we ought to have our equivalent, or do we, an equivalent of the groundhog in New Orleans terms? So what would that be? An alligator? <laughs> that wouldn't be a bad idea. Did you know I I, I read this uh, from a good source not recently, just recently, to the effect that alligators sometimes go underwater in places that have frozen over, that they stumbled into, like if the weather changed on them and they got they got stuck in there. With their nose above the level of the top of the of the ice, and they spend the whole summer in there, and it doesn't kill them. They they live through it all, and then they come back and get back to uh, biting things. Alligators, they're pretty amazing, <clears throat> and they're they taste pretty good too, if you do them right. Treat them like veal. Any dish you have that involves veal. Uh, do it with alligator. I think you'll find yourself with something worth talking about. John is joining us over here on the green phone. John, welcome. How are you doing today, sir? I'm doing swell. Okay. Um, I heard a gentleman earlier, y'all mentioned the restaurant that used to exist in Folsom, and you said it had a racehorse theme, and the yeah. name of that restaurant was the Winner's Circle. Oh. The Winner's Circle, right. I, I knew it was something uh, having to do with horse racing. Uh, I think uh, where where the restaurant was was in a, like a horse track at that. 
Uh, it was they, like that's where they uh, raised they horses there. Kind of had like a track behind it yeah, at the time. Yeah. That was in the mid seventies. That sounds about right. Yeah. And, uh, well, he's doing real well to, now. Three restaurants. Yes, sir. <laughs> yeah. And uh, also wanted to mention if somebody is looking for a great oyster pole boy on an offshore, there's a little hole yeah. in the wild place in Slide L called Check In Check Out. And yeah. they got the best one in, uh, on an offshore because I tried no like kidding. five different places and uh, they were the best. Hmm. Well, it's good to know. My my own personal favorite is the Acme Oyster House in in Covington, but you know there are a lot of a lot of room for other ideas. All right. Well, thanks for calling. Uh, Bobby joins us over here on the Orange Phone. Hey, my phone ain't cut out on you before. Yeah, and it's doing it again. Bang it on the bang it on the. Uh, yeah, yeah. We'll come back with more of the food show after first. Please, this it's the food show. This is Tom Fitzmorris. Gosh, we've got a bunch of people uh, lined up here. Let's get going. Uh, Gus, welcome. Yeah, hi. Hi. Um, yeah, the closest thing we would have, I heard you talk about the groundhog. The closest thing we would have would be a nutria. A nutria is a mm. big rodent, a vegetarian, yeah. and so is a groundhog. So and, and, with, and with orange teeth. And I don't know about the orange teeth, but they, uh, they, they, they are about as similar as anything we would have. Uh, so I'm going to take my office staff to uh, Antoine's on Thursday, so I'll be looking forward oh. to hearing from the, the new chef, Yeah, what they say about the, the place. And yeah, I've been looking forward to going since they do have a new chef. Well, uh, I did learn this. We're going to have him on uh, as a guest on the show on Tuesday, uh, Tuesday right? I think. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, yeah. and he is uh, – I, I hear he's going to put some new dishes on the menu, but they, they have not done it yet and probably won't get no. it done until after By Monday. By this week? So, yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 All right. Well, we'll, we'll still, we're well, still enjoy. going. I'm sure they're going to keep it going. The guy who runs it, he's fifth-generation member of the family, and uh, – and uh, he's he he's got it figured out. He he really knows what he's doing. I'm uh, real happy about that. All right, thank you. The food show. Another guy named Tom. Hi, Tom. This is Tom. Welcome. Hey, Tom. Tom you there? Hi, Tom. Yeah, I'm here. Can you hear me? I can hear you perfectly. Okay. Yeah, the Winter Circle. Actually, uh, Pat Gallagher. That was a golf course uh, in the. Uh, 40s and 50s, 60s, and uh, it's called Odenheimer's Golf Course. It was the nine-hole golf course, and then Pat mm. turned it into the Winter Circle Restaurant. There, there were no horses on that property. Oh, okay. Well, I, I didn't know what to make of it, but that's the Winter Circle. I guess that yep. could apply to anything, huh? Yeah, right. Yeah. Well, it was yeah. uh, a great restaurant. I've eaten at every restaurant Pat's ever been to. I uh, grew up with Pat, so uh, yeah. he's one of my oh, favorites, yeah. Oh, my, one of mine, too. No, no question about it. And I like the fact that he's not using the same menu at the three different restaurants. He is adjusting right. it according to the kind of clientele they have. And he said, you know, really, the people in Covington, they're totally different from the people who come here in, in Mandeville. Yeah. He said, so I, oh. I changed the menu to take care of that. Yeah, well, the one, the 527 in Mandeville, I, I love the, uh, the mix, which is lamb chops and quail. Uh, I mean, he oh, just, that's uh, that's great. Yeah, he, that's the, that's all. A lot of people don't, you know, hard to get quail, but more he does it the best, no doubt about it. 
I don't know. We've got uh, several quail farms around here, so it shouldn't be hard to get hold of clams. I mean, uh, <laughs> anyway. All right, well, I just want to All give right. you that tip on, uh, on the winter, sir. So thanks, Tom. Thank you very much. See you later, Tom. Gregory joins us over here. Gregory? Hey, Tom. How are you today? I'm doing fine. I wanted to talk about Mr. Copeland. He was a he was a friend of mine. I, I, I'm proud to say, when I was in college, um, I worked at Rubenstein Brothers, and he was a very good customer of mine. And I happen to know his son pretty well. We grew up in the same neighborhood in Metairie. Um, he was at the end of uh, Clearview, and we and we didn't live very far away from that, um, about two blocks away. But anyway, he was a very good customer. And in 1981, when I was working at Rubenstein's in Lakeside, um, they had a big Popeyes in Lakeside back then. You know, before they had food courts and all that, they uh-huh. had a huge Popeyes uh-huh. restaurant, and it was, it was quite good. It was almost like a cafeteria style setup. And um, <laughs> I ended up making a series of commercials for Popeyes fried chicken, really? so we even got to be better friends. And you know what? You know, for a 19, 20-year-old kid, I was paid pretty well, and I even got royalties as long as those commercials ran. Huh. And um, several several years before he died, um, he had a party for all these people that had appeared in his ads at his at his big home down there at the end of Clearview mm-hmm. on Folks Drive. Yeah. And he was uh-huh. just a gracious man. And like you said, he knew a lot about wine. And he and he and he was he was very exuberant. And he knew how to throw a party. You know what I mean? He certainly without did. being flashy. Without uh, well, I don't know flashy. about that, but he certainly well, didn't he know how to flashy. get a party. He was he, okay, okay. He himself, wanna, he know. was a, yeah, he was a flashy kind of guy. <laughs> he was flashy. Okay, okay. <laughs> I know. I would try to get him into more suit, sedate uh, suits, and he would go for the shiny ones, you know. So you're you know, right. Uh, you know, uh, when he was, uh, I, I, you probably have heard me tell this story about how I was a waiter for a month to see what it was like and write an article about it. And I did this at uh, a restaurant called Romanoff's in Metairie, which was a first-class French big deal kind of a place with a lot of flaming at the table and and uh, carving at the table. Anyway, it was really something. He came in there pretty often. If I, I remember three times. Uh, <laughs> I didn't wait on him any of those three times because the guy who ran the restaurant knew better than to uh, put me on Al Copeland's uh, uh, table. But... Here is what be, uh, came of, of those visits. Three bottles of Chateau Lafitte Rothschild. Gone. Yep. And he loved that. And he and liked you it know, chilled that's, a little uh, bit. That's, and, and you know, uh, you don't have to tip on the wine, but I'm sure he did. <laughs> I have no doubt that he did. But, I know. Uh, he was always guy. very gracious and always a very generous guy. And I'm, and I'm very glad that you remembered him. Oh, and for that guy who called up about why you don't talk more about wine, you know, Martin Wine Cellar has these classes once a month. If he's still listening, he should go sign up for one of those. And also, Andreas, every Thursday of the month, he has these wine dinners with different vintners coming Uh in. And that's not a bad place to go. And and these winemakers are, are more than pleased to tell you about wines and how to pair wines. And then you could always go where where. Oh, just come see me, you know. <laughs> yeah. I'll uh-huh. be glad to help you. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, well, thanks for calling and bringing that up. I, I didn't want Al to get uh, slighted. In. All right, see you later. It's the Food Show. We'll come back with more in a moment. But first, please, this. look what time it is. Let me get this going here. Uh, George joins us over here on the blue phone. Hey, George, you there? Yeah, I'm still here. Yeah, come on in. Well, I want to. Yeah, first time caller. 
been listening to you for a good little while. I want to say something about uh, Copeland. He was a real right. great boss, worked for him at Pop, yeah. um, Copeland's Restaurant and Super Popeye's. Remember Super Popeye's? I sure do, yeah. That was a great place. Um, he always Super used to Popeyes come in with his flashy cards. Yes, I'm sorry, go ahead. He used to come in with his flashy cards, but, you know, shake everybody's hand. He used to come in the kitchen with real, real nice guys. But I used to love, out of all the restaurants, the Super Popeye's because of the grill they had. Yeah, and it was it was sort of like half Copeland's and half Popeye's and it had a little bit of everything. Exactly. But it was It was always good. Yeah, that was uh, the greatest. Yeah, on veterans. Good man. Sure yeah. do miss him. Yeah, yeah, he he was one of a kind. Uh, okay, let's see. Rick is uh, over here. Hello, Rick. How you doing, Tom? Doing great. Come on in. Well, listen, um, I'm a Yankee. I moved down here in 92. Yeah. I grew up in western Pennsylvania, and I went to school at Penn State. And we used to celebrate Groundhog's Day up there. Oh, I bet. Um, we used to, when I was in college, we would, uh, the fraternities would uh, charter buses and We'd put kegs on the bus, and we'd head over there about 2 o'clock <laughs> in the morning. Uh-huh. And uh, we'd wait for the crew to come up the hill to Gobbler's Knob. But what I wanted to tell you was, you missed it. He didn't see his shadow, and that means that winter's over. Oh, oh, okay. I do. I did have it mixed up then. Yeah, you're right. But uh, I just wanted to clear that up for you. It was, uh, it was a great time. Of course, yeah. you know. How could well, it go uh, I mentioned this uh, <laughs> almost at the beginning of the show, so uh, you probably weren't here yet. Uh, but uh, after Hurricane Katrina, uh, uh, my family and I evacuated. We had to uh, to the Washington D.C. area, and uh, this put me for a while in the basement of a lady who was uh, well. She was related, but it's too too distant to talk about. And uh, she, uh, for in exchange for my being there for nothing, uh, she asked me to do little chores here and there, no problem. Uh, she had a big apple tree and had dumped a lot of fresh apples on the ground. She said, would you mind going out there and picking those up for me and putting them in this bag? Uh, and I said, sure. And, he says, and then she said, the, the groundhogs are just eating the daylights out of them. <laughs> so, <laughs> and, and I had no idea they were as big as they are. They were a lot bigger than I expected. And they yeah, were we running used around, to us. But, but they get away from you. They, they won't let you get even remotely close to them. Um, when we were kids, yeah. um, we uh, lived on a farm, and um, they used to cause havoc in the field. So, yeah. Um, my uncle used to put us purchase on hillsides far away, and we would take long shots at them. And, you know, they never even knew we were shooting at them, but um, <laughs> it was quite a sport back in the day. But uh, oh, anyway, that's... one other thing I wanted to mention to you was yeah. uh, um, my favorite po' boy, uh, and I it's the seafood mufalata at Perrins. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's a, yeah. that's a good idea. Because uh, the the bread, the thing about muffaletta is that's so good is really the bread that they use yeah. to make it. If, and a lot of places don't get good bread, but they do over there. And they uh, that muffaletta that they do with seafood in it, and there's a couple things that you don't expect. There's a couple other things in there. But anyway, you're right. Okay. Well, All right. Thank you. It's the Food Show. Brian is here. To, we're about at the end of the program here. Uh, Brian, welcome. You just made it. 
Hi, thanks. I've been a long-time listener. I've been an employee for L. Copeland's. I used to work at Stress Restaurant. Oh, on I Veterans remember that. Boulevard. Yeah, that was right across. That was right across from uh, 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 Clearview. The Clearview Shopping Center. Yeah, yeah. And they used to have uh, a dish that was called uh, barbecue shrimp pasta, and at Good the bottom idea. it was pizza. Mm. And William Rolfe used to be the football player. He would come up in there and order like four of them. <laughs> well, good for him. That barbecue shrimp pasta was awesome. Oh, it's a great idea, and we would talk about it some more if I hadn't run out of time. So thanks a lot. Thanks for remembering that. And that concludes our program for today. Now it's time to take my nap, and I've been thinking about that for a while. On FM, on HD, on Skywave, and online, this is WWL Radio New Orleans and WWL FM HD1, Kenner, New Orleans. The news is next over most of these same frequencies from CBS, the Columbia Broadcasting System. Good night. Have a good dinner somewhere, will you? Remember that I told you. Thank you. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening.